0: Hello everybody, it's Precious Pioneer, and welcome back to another episode of Precious the Foodie. I am so ecstatic that you're here tuning in to this week's episode. I have such an incredible insight for you guys this week. I have a wonderful guest who has such a unique background. We're all born into our roots, families, and environments, but when picking up everything and moving to a new place, you'll be forced to plant in new soil. It's a give-and-take, a balance, dare I say, an immigrant dilemma. It'll give you a tiny perspective of what that all means. So, let's tune in. Hi, welcome to Precious the Foodie Podcast, the show that will uncover stories through palettes and memories. My name is Precious Pioneer, your host. I'm a chef, a creative, and a foodie. I'm meeting people all over the world using food as a medium to highlight truths into bite-sized pieces.
1: So, hello, my name is Anique Guissante. I'm from Montreal, Canada, the Francophone part of Canada. And uh, I'm originally from Haiti. So I immigrated here in Canada when I was about like 10 years, 10 years old. So um, I always try my best to keep my cultural background in anything that I do, and also I kind of adapted myself to the Canadian culture as well, or Quebecer culture. We kind of have like um, double culture here, especially when you're from the francophone side. Like the rest of Canada is anglophone, so it's like feel like it's a separate culture so mm-hmm. I really mix between both and you can see that as well in my my recipes in my food I try to have that Caribbean side of whatever um, I eat every day and then I mix it with also Canadian recipes if you want to put it like that or North American <laughs> recipes. yeah so it's always a mix both like I really really keep the Caribbean side of of me or the creole side of me and so i speak french english creole actually english is my third language and then i also speak spanish i really oh, love wow languages. yeah i really love <laughs> languages so uh, that's how i would introduce myself
0: oh perfect um i am curious what sparked the move uh of the immigration from haiti to canada what what's in what's in canada
1: <laughs> well actually um my parents decided to come so like a lot of immigrant children like
0: it's not our choice oh it was of course <laughs> and i'm sure that from a 10 year old standpoint you weren't like okay we're mom dad we're moving to canada you know so to uh, california instead <laughs> <laughs> But
1: uh, at the time, um, there were a lot of openings in the Canadian immigration at the time, and also a lot of Haitians were going to Canada. There was a lot of waves of the Haitian immigration in Canada. We have a huge community here, so uh, it just made sense. And we we come we came to uh, Montreal. It was like we spoke French before in Haiti. Uh, we mm-hmm. have two official languages, French and Creole, so it was just. It was just easy for us to come to Montreal instead of going to USA. Um, so it was mainly because of the language and at the time, the openings as well for, uh, for uh, immigrants at the time in Canada. So that was really helpful. And the main reason was for us to go to school, to study, to have better education. And at the time that I moved around like the 2000s, um, the country was very like, um, facing a lot of insecurities so a lot of us left some of us actually went back home as well or mm-hmm. at my first home I would say because now Canada is like kind of my second home this is the dilemma of all immigrants we have like different homes or we just don't feel at home anywhere right. <laughs> that's how you take it so um, a lot of us went back or you also have a lot of us that stayed so we have a huge huge community here of uh, Haitian, like in Canada, like almost everywhere in the French part, Montreal, Ottawa, um, a bit, mm-hmm. into Europe, but the main, main, main focus of the of the community is in Montreal because of the language.
0: No, that's that's so interesting. So, what is it like uh, being a part of the Haitian community, but also have it influenced by Canadian culture? But then also, you said Quebeci culture. I've never actually heard that term before. So, <laughs> heard, what yeah. is it? So what is it like um, culturally living there? But then also, um, how does the food influence from region to region?
1: Um, It's actually a challenge. It's like you feel like you have three identities. Let's say the Canadian identity will be like first the language again. That's just going to separate all of us. Like It's mainly English, the rest of Canada. And um, so it's kind of like a bit close to your North American culture and uh, Quebecer would be like the French part of Canada and that's pretty close from maybe like France from Europe like it's very like a bit European and then they also have their own culture to develop it so um I don't know exactly how to like explain it you really need <laughs> to experience it but it's like it's different there and um On the Haitian side, definitely there's a difference between the identity. I'm really talking about the identity here, like Haitians in Haiti. It's like another reality. It's just another identity. Like even the Creole is like different. Like they would speak like the Creole from Haiti. And then you have, um, Haitian in Canada. It's like they created their own mixed Creole type of thing, mixed with like the French, Quebecer, and a bit of like English words. It's like all mixed up. So the mm-hmm. identity is a bit different in the sense that, let's say, our childhood will be different from um, Haiti. Let's—I I don't like separating the countries like the north and the south type of thing, but I would just do it like that just to make it um, easier. But um, mm-hmm. the childhood is definitely different from a Haitian from Haiti and a Haitian from. Um, Canada or Montreal is definitely two different things.
0: Right. I think that something that, especially when you uh, immigrate to a new place, it's like um, you become, especially here, it's like um, Indian American or Mexican American, you know, because it's, um, instead yeah. you, kind of evolve and you assimilate a little bit into the culture that you're living in and you kind of adapt and pick up new uh, sorts of foods and and you're just influenced by kind of everything that's around you and so I definitely understand um, understand it from that standpoint um, what was it like growing up in uh, Haiti what was exactly. the community and community like as much as you can remember definitely yes. Like in my life, I really did like half-half type of thing. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Like I have a half of my life <laughs> in Haiti and then the other half in, uh, in Montreal, Canada. Well, when I was in Haiti, it's like that sense of community. It was just like normal for us because we were all Haitians. So um, I didn't feel it just because they were just like already integrated in our day-to-day. We didn't have to think of it or being aware of it. So the main difference for me was having that awareness when I actually immigrated after. So everything was just like normal for me back then in Haiti. I just had my childhood. Everything seems to be like just the way it was supposed to be. And Mm -hmm. as soon as I immigrated, like I kind of started seeing life differently. And that sense of community was like a need because there are different cultures in Canada. It's a very multicultural um, country, especially like in Montreal as well. So mm-hmm. you kind of like want to connect to your culture and then you also want to connect to other cultures. Some of us are like more open-minded than the other. I also know uh, some friends that they want to stay connected to their culture and that's fine. But me, my personal experience is that I really wanted to know about other cultures, like learn new things and still keep my background. So um, if I really compare like the childhood in more like the perspective way, that's how I would define it. But, um, but back then my childhood is like we had a pretty uh, great childhood like i had my my friends there that i still talk to them i actually went to a catholic high school so my background mm-hmm. is catholic uh, high school so that would be another mm-hmm. you know, difference here in quebec it's more like secular in quebec city i should say yeah it's a secular mm-hmm. city so um, mm-hmm. so there's no connection with religion as for us like back then um, it was all about like the Catholic religion and everything. So I really had that kind of education. So, yeah. That's so
0: interesting how, how I don't know, how those kind of intertwined. I feel like um your life is almost like a parallel of everything. So it's everything's kind of influenced by everything. So you get the best of both worlds. And it is interesting <laughs> that with a huge... um Haitian immigration, how, you know, some people definitely want to stick to their culture. And um, then suddenly, like you're Haitian in a raindrop of a whole bunch of different other cultures, and you're immersed in like everything else, you know, so I could see how that sense of community kind of dispersed a little bit when you moved to Canada. I feel like that's kind of how it is in America a little bit. Like you really have to find your people if you want to really find your roots and connect to your culture and things like that. Otherwise, you know, um, we're so diverse, it's really hard to rekindle that, you know, get in connection with that. So I was wondering uh, what kind of foods uh, did you grow up eating that you are now influenced by as an adult? Are you asking like if I still eat like
1: cultural Haitian food or?
0: Right. So I wanted to know a little bit about what you grew up eating and if that's still something that you do eat now, I guess. But then also like how has your cultural background kind of influenced what you eat on the day to day now that you're a little bit more assimilated into uh, Canadian and French culture?
1: Mm -hmm, definitely
0: actually it's just it's weird in a sense because when i was in haiti we're so
1: close to usa and north america let's say that we want to copy kind of what usa is doing so i was more eating like non-healthy food back then (laughs) (laughs) it was a lot of meat a lot of processed food because because we're so influenced to um from like usa so we eat a lot of i remember it was just all about like oreos cookies frosted flakes like we do eat cultural haitian food like the the cultural plates and everything which is like pork for us and then we also have like plantains that's the main one of the main like recipes that we have we also have plenty of other stuff like we have avocados that's pretty like uh, cultural we eat that a lot but I felt that we ate this more like at home but then you also have the other part that was very influenced by USA with all the processed food Um, Mm -hmm. also like in television we were also looking a lot like US television and stuff like that so we're really influenced by that and now when I got to Canada, I, we continued eating, like, not so healthy. <laughs> With all the processed food, we continued eating, like, North American food type of thing. And mm-hmm. right now, it, it is really my choice to go into the healthy eating and mm-hmm. it's, when I, when I said it was weird, it's just because like coming from Haiti, like a Caribbean culture and uh, Caribbean country where like everything should be organic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really like now in Canada, I'm <laughs> trying to find organic food, and uh, as of like in, in Haiti, it should be just easier to uh, get right. yeah, anything organic from like <laughs> just like the farm right there. You can just go like one hour away to the farm and get the food. But we're still influenced by the American culture. It's just the, the impact of globalization, I guess, especially mm-hmm. in in Caribbean countries in that sense. Um, I'm really speaking for Haiti here, but that's how I felt. That was my experience. And we definitely ate more like cultural food, like in parties, or when there was like a, an event at home we will do like a cultural recipe for that event type of thing so let's say uh, for christmas it will be turkey with all the the other salads that we have and any other cultural like recipe that we have we'll do it like in different events but mm-hmm. but in the day to day i felt that we were really influenced by um, the North American culture, uh, <laughs> I was like taking a lot of milk with next and like cow milk. at the time it was just like it was just like normal for us to eat that, and we also eat a lot of sugar. Mm. Uh, so that's also another another problem. So now after immigrating and then realizing like the 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 impact of like eating healthy and also understanding food better, having a better connection with food like right now, which is like my personal choice as I grew up because I decided to eat healthier. I realized like how I could have done that a long time ago, even back to Haiti, because um, like I said before, it's just like that's where eating organic should be not expensive. It should be like (laughs) almost free to eat organic. Like um, I had like a... A pretty big garden back back to Haiti so we could have just plant our food in there and we could have just like used it in that aspect but unfortunately it's not the mentality that we have and I'm also talking from someone coming from the capital so yeah. uh, it's we were more in the city where I'm actually from Port-au-Prince, which is the capital of Haiti. So definitely, anyone living like outside of the city, they probably would have a different experience than that. But a lot of us coming from the city, whether it's a, a, a low or high high social class, it's it could be the same experience with just eating a lot of processed food and also like quick. Easy thing to do. Which I think right now I would say that it's pretty sad because we should actually really empower our own food that we can grow in our own garden. We should really empower that.
0: Right. I didn't expect that answer from you, I guess. Um that's really interesting. That the fact you're right that the fresh food and fresh produce is so accessible and it's just a different mindset in that culture, especially where you were living at the time. That uh, you were influence, like the influence of globalization, really had a heavy hand. So, what now that you are on a new leaf and you are exploring uh, healthier food options and things like that? What are some of your favorite things to cook? And is it mostly um, a healthier version, or back to your Haitian roots, or is it more on the Canadian side that you are really interested in exploring? Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: uh, it's really a mix
1: for me. Uh if I take my Haitian side, I really use a lot of plantains. I I love plantains and like a lot of us would love it. Like I remember when I was still in my parents' house, like me cooking plantains would not last for um five minutes. Everybody <laughs> would take it like very quick. So we we really love plantains. So I still keep that and and that's also where I take a bit of sweetness because some plantains could be sweet so that's really great and for the canadian side i use a lot of maple syrup so i don't want to sound cliche here but (laughs) maple syrup that's 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 my sugar i don't use processed sugar anymore or um either like white or brown i I really don't have sugar in my house the maple syrup will be Uh, my sugar or I take it directly from fruits I can replace it with like bananas it's very like sweet or uh, cranberries or all the other berries as well they're pretty sweet so Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that's what I use Uh, and it's very mixed and after that if it's just a mix of North American recipes let's say I start doing energy balls or I can do um, I use a lot of oatmeal, so uh, I try to do like bars with oatmeal and chocolate chips, and these would be where I would be. This would be like um, the recipes that I like, kind of get myself like inspired from North American mm-hmm. um, recipes. I would say, yeah, but sure. it's, it's really a mix. Like I, I keep a lot of colors as well to remind myself of like the, that's. The Caribbean, so it's very colorful, like in our country. Um, so that's what I really keep. Like, if I do a bowl of salad, like I'll put like tomatoes, spinach, lettuce. So you have the green, you have the you have the the red, and I can add a little bit of oranges. So it's like you, I bring the yellow, and if I want to add like blueberries, so I I get the blue. So I really try to keep the colors because it reminds me of just like the Caribbean. So that
0: I love that. What meal? Makes you really happy. What kind of meals spark a lot of joy for you? <laughs> that's a good question.
1: I I love doing smoothie smoothie uh, bowls. Mm-hmm. So, um, is that the wrong pronunciation or is it mixed it up? <laughs> smoothie bowls, yes. <laughs> so um, I I love doing that, and I add like chia seeds in that in my smoothies. So that's really great to make it like thicker, and um, so I, that's really. It makes me happy. Like, if I feel sad, I would take a smoothie bowl. Like, I'm a sweet person. It was very difficult for me to cut sugar, especially coming from, like, from Haiti. I definitely can say we we take a lot of sugar. Like, even if we do, like, and just normal orange juice, it will be so sweet. We will add, like, the other part of the juice will be sugar. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's really bad. That That's why when I immigrated, like, when I say immigrated in the sense that I'm seeing it from the outside, not from the inside anymore. So I realize how much sugar we take and also how sad it is because we we have the orange let's say it's fresh it, it tastes great and it's already sweet and we're having even more sugar in that and then here once I came to Canada for example because of our weather it's cold so I'm actually looking for fresh oranges that are sweet mm-hmm. so I'm like oh my god I had this for free there uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the- the best way possible and now i'm just looking for it it's just it's so weird in my head right now looking at it from the outside but but uh i would say yes yeah, smoothie bowls are definitely something i i love doing and plantains I actually created a version of the plantain pizza so i replace i replaced that how would you call it like the the, the crust yeah the, or crust, the cheese
0: yeah. okay the, yeah, crust? Exactly the crust
1: yeah i replaced the um, the crust like of the normal pizza with plantains you actually can just like stick them all together and it does a really big crust so Mm. um i replaced that i just made my own version i i'm not the creator of that idea like i definitely like found other people on youtube that did it already but i did my own my own kind of like inspired recipe of that so that makes me happy also and it's very easy and uh, I do a lot of like bars with oatmeal. I actually use a lot of oatmeal, so uh, I really like that. I I really love oatmeal.s I, I do it like in different ways, like so many, so many ways.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Um, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I loved hearing your story. It's so interesting. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was. <laughs> speaking to you of course before i let you go um there's a tradition i have with all of my guests on the show if the listeners didn't have an opportunity to listen to our entire conversation today what is something that you'd like to leave them with your drop the mic moment or your last two cents or final words uh what would they be oh my
1: god i I was not ready for this um (laughs) if they want to do the transition of eating healthy like know that it's a journey um it's not something that you're just gonna get right away like in one day and as a lot of us know rome wasn't built in one day so it's definitely a journey like i've been trying to eat healthy for the past four or five years and it's really now that i can say that i'm towards the right the right path so, um, so don't give up, and uh, really try your best. And know that, or if you're already wanting to go that way, it's it's a big step already. So don't give up and keep going. Really, it's a journey, and uh, do whatever makes you happy.
0: Oh, I love that! Thank you so much. Where can the listeners find you at? Do you have any social media or anything? Yeah, so I actually have a as myself too, so it would
1: be Immigrant Dilemma. You can find me on Instagram under that name, Immigrant Dilemma, and also on Twitter as Immigrant Underscore Pod, so uh, that's where I can be found. And my personal Instagram page, that's basically where I put mainly my food recipes and Anything about IBS, this is something I focus on, irritable bowel syndrome. So if they're interested in that, my personal IG page would be Nimique Bis, which is a French name, I'll spell it for you. N, <laughs> like Nancy I, N, again, I C K B I S S. So it's actually my little name, nickname. And mm-hmm. the beginning of my last name. That's how I created that uh, username.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's perfect. Um, I'll be sure to leave all of the details in the show notes. The show notes, if anybody is interested. And so, just thank you again for being a guest on the show. I, I loved having you. Perfect. Sounds good. Thank you so much for inviting me. Have a great day. Bye bye. Thank you to everyone who tuned in this week. Please reach out to Anique and check out her podcast show, uh, The Immigrant Dilemma. It's linked in the show notes. Um, If you're interested in following the show, Precious the Foodie on Instagram, or uh, you can follow me, Precious Pioneer, on Instagram for recipes and tutorials, also on YouTube. Thank you so much for your continuous support creating the show. We have reached our one year anniversary, and that couldn't have been done without your continuous support. Um, If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave a review you wherever you're listening to this show but without further ado as always live life with love and love food with life bye guys see you next time